The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Oh, what's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge and our Week 13 Props Extravaganza. One of the most important hours of the entire week here at The Brand. Now, when you win every single week of the entire NFL season, there's going to be a couple of weeks where you don't, and even losing a little juice like last week, not the end of the world, but it's not what we're used to. But I tell you what, we want all of you repping the brand. We want all of you out there wearing early edge merchandise. So here's what we're going to do. QR code is on the screen as we speak. Use the promo code EARLYEDGE20 at checkout, and you get 20% off all your early edge merchandise. I encourage you to send us pictures. On Twitter or Instagram, we're collecting them. So in 2023, we can reward those that support us. Now, you know here at the Early Edge, we have three of the great prop minds in the business. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know him. You love him. And he missed last week, and there was a gaping hole. A gaping hole. But he is back on loan from Fantasy Football Today. Uncle Dave Richards. Good afternoon, sir. Hello. Coach, what's up? See ya. My wonderful nephew, Alex, it's great to be back with you. Thank you for making the gaping hole joke and saying, oh, it's about a 300-pound gaping hole. Thank you for not doing that. Much appreciated (laughs) that you don't come after me for my weight. Uh, I was going to make another joke, but we've got breaking news right off the top that I think we need to get ahead of. Two things, actually. Twin breaking news bombs. Number one, Mm. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari had an appendectomy today. Not going to play on Sunday against Chicago. Huge problem for Green Bay and that Packers offensive line against most teams, but Chicago's pass rush isn't that good. It's still a factor having him off the field. The other breaking news is that Brandon Cooks has already been ruled out, and it's kind of a surprise, a calf injury, that he won't play against Cleveland. It makes that matchup all the better for the Browns' defense and for the Browns in general, and it might make you want to go and take one second look at Nico Collins player props for this game because his targets are about to go north. You mean the same Nico Collins that last week my man seeing the Jod gave out his extra pick on a Saturday and it cashed as well. See, is that the same Nico Collins that Dave is talking about? The very same. And I believe he's only 4,200 on DraftKings if you want to fit him into your lineup. Uh, yeah, Nico Collins, his, his over under was 42 and a half last week. I gave it out on the Sunday final bets show. 
and it came and it came in barely. But but Dave's right. He's going to be a target monster. And, it, and, and a couple other just pieces of breaking news from that San Francisco game. Uh, Trent Williams looks to be dealing with some back issues as we speak. So we got to monitor his status. That's obviously a huge piece of news for San Francisco. He's the left tackle. And then Austin Jackson has been ruled out on the offensive line, and oh, wow. it doesn't look like their left tackle is going to play either. He's doubtful. So a lot of issues. Uh, yeah, there you go. A lot of issues with that team specifically uh, that we're going to have to monitor the next 36, 48 hours. And for those of you brand new to the brand, the reason they bring up offensive linemen, it matters for props for running receiving passing it matters for everything that's next level kind of stuff thank you see you very much we'll get back to the 49ers game very very quickly by the way now the man's wearing a sweatshirt because even a two and two week is awful for him because he wins every single week he's red hot prop stars from parts unknown good afternoon sir Coach, great to see you. Uncle Dave, Cousin Sia, I'm excited. Week 13, the start of a new consecutive profitable streak for me. So let's get down to business. I still contend you still have that streak going because that plus 625 that you hit the same day that you had a little bit of a drop off, that took you back over 50. So I, th- I still think you're you're undefeated. But you look at it however you will, just bring in the heat as always and as you always say, Let's have all the smoke. Let's get into it. We only get into games on this show that we have picks in. If you want all the other stuff, watch on Tuesday or watch on Sunday. We're going right to that 49ers game, even though it's a 4.05 start because, and here's the numbers, 49ers minus four, total 46 and a half. But Dave, let me come to you first. The reason that we're starting this game off is what, and then give me your pick. The reason why we're starting is because I'm expecting Debo Samuel to be ruled out with an injury. He didn't practice on Friday, didn't practice on Thursday. This is a huge part of that San Francisco offense that will not play or not expected to play against the Dolphins. And we might even get word while we're live here on the show that he will not play. And if I see it come through, I will interrupt whoever's talking. Sorry, coach. And I will let you know that that's the case (laughs) in the meantime. I'd make a beeline to your book and put money down on Brandon Ayuk getting over four and a half receptions. And at Caesars, it's even money. He's getting he's getting the opportunity already this season to be the downfield pass catcher for San Francisco. In this game, he's going to have to work downfield, but also in the short area. And that's where the Dolphins let up a lot of numbers. It's on passes of air yards, nine yards and closer to the line of scrimmage. And that's perfect for Ayuk because what is he? He's a yak monster. He can make plays after the catch, and he's somebody who they can lean on, and they might have to lean on him a lot if there's no Debo Samuel in the game. He's also had at least five receptions in five of his past six games, and the Dolphins have allowed eight wide receivers this year. I'm sorry, not this year. Eight wide receivers to get five or more catches in their past five games. On the year, the number's higher, but it's not that much higher. I think it's around 12. Lately, they've been letting up numbers. I'm expecting that to continue. And I'm expecting him to have a big target share without Debo Samuel. Ayuk over four and a half receptions. I love this play. The Oh, oh Sia, please jump in. Well, I, I just, I have to say it because Adam Schefter just broke the David Bakhtiari news only four minutes after we broke the news. So you always want to tune into the prop show at four o'clock because we're breaking news faster than most, if not everyone. I do also want to point out though, Dave, I actually love that prop. The completions prop for 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is 22 and a half. It was shaded to the under as of last night in this morning. It was minus 130. Now it's evened out to minus 115 both ways. If you just consider 22 and a half, it's pretty high and, and it's understandably high, I, I suppose. I still kind of like the under, but the point is, where are those receptions going, right? Especially mm-hmm. if Debo is out. Even if Debo is in, Brandon Ayuk probably out-targets him. But if Debo is out, I mean, it's George Kittle. It's Brandon Ayuk. It's Christian McCaffrey, of course. And then it's, you know, a little bit of Juwan Jennings and some of those tertiary guys. But I absolutely love the Brandon Ayuk play. Well, then you're about to love a little bit more, Sia. My man, Michael in the chat said, Proppy's cat is back. It's going to be a good week. Who's laying there asleep right now, Proppy? That's the, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, none other than Goose. Goose must have had a little FOMO because his compadre was on the show last night, and Goose was not. But he and there's today. a reason we missed that prop last night, so Goose is back. Anytime Goose is in the mix, you know good things happen, Coach. Amen. He's invested. So I just said that C would be happy not once, but twice, because you like the same player, but you like it from a different angle. Alex, what do you like? Yeah, I do. I love Brandon Ayuk over 55 and a half receiving yards. Uh, listen, Brandon Ayuk is phenomenal. If this guy was on the majority of other NFL teams, I feel like he would be a much bigger household name outside of San Francisco. I don't think people really realize how good he is. I also don't think the sports books realize how good he is either. He's eclipsed 55 yards in six of his previous seven games while averaging just under 70 receiving yards per game. He's asserted himself as the number one option in the passing game. He has 47 targets over the last six games. That's with Debo mostly being active as uh, both Dave and Sia and you have mentioned, Coach, there's a good chance that Debo doesn't play. If he does play, it appears he'll be at less than 100%. Um, Also, I really feel the 49ers are going to be very pass heavy this week, at least pass heavy by their standards. The Dolphins have a very solid run defense. They're 11th in EPA allowed per rush, 7th in rushing success rate. However, they're much more vulnerable and susceptible through the air. They rank 17th in EPA allowed per dropback, 25th in dropback success rate. They're 25th in PFS coverage grade. So this is a very good matchup. Furthermore, the Dolphins can push the San Francisco 49ers into an up-tempo game script if they get out to a lead or if they're able to uh, uh, potentially just score a lot quickly. So I love this spot for Brandon Ayuk. I think this guy is a very, very good wide receiver. And if he was on a lot of other teams, he would have monster numbers, but he's somewhat capped and limited by this offense. But if there was ever a time to back him, it's against the Dolphins, who are a weak pass defense, and they also are a very explosive offense who can push San Francisco into a pass-heavy game plan. So love Brandon Ayuk, over 55 and a half receiving yards i and i think this will close around 61 62 and a half so i did definitely jump on it now and let's keep in mind that last week the 49ers did a lot in the air for touchdowns for jimmy g go dave samuel showed up at practice late and did some stretching but not a whole lot else this That's is the, the plot thickens, Friday, right the, the plot thickens as they say coach so we'll see <laughs> my guess is that's going to give them the leeway to say Okay, he's a game-time decision. I'm going to like the IU prop, both mine and proppies, no matter whether Samuel plays or not. But I'd get it in now before the news turns bad on Debo. I agree. Alex, go. 
Yeah, I think Debo was off to the side in practice doing individual drills with a trainer. I do think if he is and ends up being active, we've seen him struggle playing hurt, uh, not mm-hmm. as effective as he is when he's healthy. So if he is on the field, I expect him to be more of a decoy than anything else. So even if he is active, I love this prop. And if he's not active, I like it even more. So uh, either way, I'm on Brandon Ayuk. And let's keep in mind that, yes, see it go. Well, I, don't no, miss, I told you there's a reason we started on this game. Go, sir. Well, this this game is really fascinating on so many levels. And I on the Sunday Final Bets show, I, I plan on releasing at least one other prop like I did with Nico Collins last week. It might be – this game might be involved in that in that extra play. But what, what I wanted to say about Debo is even if he plays, again, I don't think he's going to take too many targets away. And given how how – muddled that backfield is behind Christian McCaffrey, who, who is a little, you know, day-to-day. He's, of course, going to play, but there's no Elijah Mitchell. Debo could end up taking a lot of running back carries, too. So I just don't think he's going to get in Brandon Ayuk's way as much as people would think. Yeah, I also think I know that we're on the under and two. Maestro played it on early edge in five, but this Dolphins offense is something special. Mm-hmm. And if they start scoring, then the 49ers, as Poppy said, they're going to have to score as well. I think this could be a, a low-key shootout. I really, really do. All right, we'll put a pin in the 49ers for now. For now. Will in the chat says, Coach, you are the GOAT. I love your hosting. Thanks for making the early edge what it is. It's not just me. It's everybody. It's the entire crew. I do what I can do. That's all. But thank you, Will, for the note. It's very much appreciated. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, now, <clears throat> Sunday early, 1 o'clock, we got two teams that have had some really fun wins the last few weeks. The Jags, shocking the world. Doug Peterson scores against the Ravens, and he doesn't play for overtime. Gentlemen, no, 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 no. He goes for two. They get it and win 28-27 and send the fighting Lamar Jacksons home with a loss. Now, the Lions on the other side, they're four and seven. They're not out of the playoff race, but they need to run the table. The line sits at Jags minus one on the road, total at 51. Sia, you like not one but two plays in this game. Talk to me. Yeah. And I got to compliment our audience because I'm, you know, I'm not always looking at the chat, but Brian Sullivan actually has already given out my play before I had a chance to, I have two plays in this game coach, just like you said. And the first one is Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards. And everybody that's in the chat, if you just scroll up, Brian Sullivan makes my argument for me, but just for the sake of me making my argument, For myself, Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards. He's hit this in three of his last four games and in five out of his last seven. Um, Obviously, this game should be a shootout. There should be points and yardage being piled up on both sides of the ball. Detroit's likely to push the Jacksonville offense as well, as we know. 
Now, Detroit also plays, as Brian pointed out in the chat, Detroit also plays man coverage at a very high rate. That always, always helps rushing QBs. The numbers bear this out because Detroit has actually allowed uh, rushing QBs at a very high rate in terms of hitting their overs. And, and again, I, I got to compliment Brian because he put that in the chat as well. So uh, given, given Detroit's defense just being that bad, that Trevor Lawrence has been rushing the ball and hitting this 13 and a half number with relative ease about 75% of the time, and the fact that the man coverage is going to be played at a high rate by Detroit. Uh, really like Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. The other prop I like in this one is Tr Christian Kirk over 62 and a half receiving yards. I'll be honest. I, I think a lot of uh, there's a lot of props that could be hit here. A lot of overs. I actually like Zay Jones. I don't like Zay Jones's yardage as much as I like his reception prop. But like, getting back to Christian Kirk over 62 and a half receiving yards, he's been up and down with his yardage, but he has hit this in two out of his last three and in three out of his last five. But the real reason I'm playing this, other than the obvious that this will be a, a, a high offense back and forth game, both on the Detroit and Jacksonville side, is that the matchup is just gorgeous. We know Detroit is bad defending the run and the pass, but they're particularly bad defending slot receivers, which is where Christian Kirk is going to line up most of the time. So I think uh, Christian Kirk over 62 and a half receiving yards. I don't want to say it's a gift, but I think the numbers too lie. I would have put this, if I was the book, I would have put this at 64 and a half, maybe even as high as 66 and a half. Uh, 62 and a half is, is a tremendous value. All right. I like those two plays and I'm coming to Dave, but I also have one for you on this game, Alex, after Dave. And I'm looking at your play, and last week, this man had 66 yards. Explain to me why you are fading him this week. Dave. I'm fading him. I, I got you. I'm thinking about it for a second. I'm also <laughs> trying to keep an eye on the Debo Samuel news. <laughs> I'm fading Jamal Williams because I think the odds makers want us to take the over. He's been over 58 and a half rushing yards in four straight games, including 59 yards in week 10. That just seems a little fishy to me. And I know that I'm not supposed to do this and Proppy's going to ridicule me for it, but <laughs> I'm saying it nonetheless. It also happens to be a tough matchup. Jacksonville in their past four games, 3.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs. They've done a good job holding big, slower running backs to poor yards per carry averages recently. We're talking about Gus Edwards, who had a good fantasy game last week. He might again this week. Uh, Latavius Murray, who's not going to have a good fantasy game this week. And even Josh Jacobs, who I would not consider a big, slow running back. He's more of the kind that could total 300 yards in the game, actually. He had 67 yards on the ground on 17 carries against this Jaguars defense in week nine. So this is a good defense. But the other issue I'd point out is that Williams might begin losing more carries to DeAndre Swift. He's no longer on Detroit's injury report. He's clearly the more explosive back. And if he can show, and maybe he's already done this in practice, we don't know. But if he shows his coaches that he can get going, it's going to mean more work for Swift, less work for Williams, and all of Jamal Williams' numbers will decline. So I'm taking the under. 58 and a half, he won't get there. Not this week. All right. There's a lot of people that are sweating it. Let me come to see, and then I do have one for you, Alex. See you go. Yeah, um, shout out to Chris in the chat because he says it's 61 and a half on Christian Kirk's uh, yardage prop at DraftKings. That is true. I have double checked that it was 62 and a half. It has gone down to 61 and a half at a lot of places. Interestingly, at FanDuel, it's 65 and a half. But at Caesars, at DraftKings, BetMGM, those are all 61 and a half. We know that um, FanDuel kind of sets their own lines there. So that, that's just points bet is also 65 and a half. So um, you can get it at 61 and a half. Obviously, I like it there. 
I tell you guys to watch the show live. Get it in on Fridays. Don't tweet me on Sunday. Go, Coach, we tell you all the time. All right, Alex, whatever you're going to say also, Zay Jones, chat question over four and a half catches. Do you think Zay will have a big game this week? Yeah, it's certainly a good matchup for him to have a good week. Should be an uptick in volume. I also think Trevor Lawrence had the best game of his career last week, and I just think this is a, the offense is functioning well. He's just playing very good football right now, very comfortable with Zay Jones, uh, who looks to be one of his safety blankets. So I've got no problem with that. I really like the volume-based approach to attacking Zay Jones. Also really like Dave's look as far as the Jamal Williams fade goes. Uh, Jacksonville's run defense is very stout up front. It's a strength of their defense. I also think DeAndre Swift is going to eat into his workload this week as well. I think DeAndre Swift is clearly the more talented back. Just a question of if he's healthy or not. Healthy enough to handle more work and not being on the injury report certainly indicates he is. Javon says, Love me some Zay, baby. You're damn right. See, let me come back to you. You like Trevor Lawrence with those legs. What about with his arm over 252 and a half? This seems like a really good matchup in the air for him. Yes. It does. I mean, I, I think 252 and a half is just such a good number, though. That's the thing. I I, I wouldn't take the over there. My lean would be to the over. But that number, as Alex and, and many others like to say, that's a pretty efficient number. So for me, it's a stay away. All right. Very, very good. That is all we have on that game. Thank you, gentlemen, all three of you, very, very much. Next game on our slate. And this one, guys, <clears throat> has been on the calendar for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And a lot of people that feel like Deshaun Watson should not be allowed to play in the NFL. We're not going to comment on that here. The bottom line is he is eligible to play. The bottom line is that the Browns gave the game ball to Jacoby Brissett last week, and I think they did that because they were trying to tell him, your job here is done. And in a little bit of irony, the Browns are playing in Houston against Deshaun Watson's old team, the 1-9 Texans. So prop stars, there is a guy for the Texans because they got to get yards from somewhere that if you watch really closely has been an absolute beast for a bad team. Who am I talking about? Talking about the rookie, the dynamic rookie, Damian Pierce. I like him over 70 and a half rushing yards. We're getting Pierce coming off of two duds. Do not be scared, in my opinion. That was against the Commanders and the Dolphins. Both of these are very good run defenses. They both rank in the top 10 and fewest rushing yards allowed per game. Now the Texans get to face a Browns defense that is dead last in EPA allowed per rush. 31st in rushing DVOA. Prior to these two duds from Pierce, he had eclipsed this line in six of his previous seven games, essentially since he took over as a starter in that backfield over Rex Burkhead. He was averaging 95 rushing yards per game over that seven-game sample size, and he had totaled 92 rushing yards in five of those seven games, as well as only dud over that sample was against the Titans. What do the Titans have in common with the Commanders and the Dolphins? They have the number one run defense, according to DVOA and EPA allowed per rush. Moral of the story is that Pierce has been excellent when he has faced either neutral or advantageous matchups, and that does not get a better matchup than this Browns run defense. They are absolutely dismal. 32nd in EPA. It's dead last. EPA allowed per rush. 27th in rush success percentage. 
31st in defensive run grade. So this is a good spot to buy low on Damian Pierce, who's going to be the engine of Houston's offense. If we look at the metrics on Damian Pierce. He has been phenomenal this year. He is second in elusive rating. Only Nick Chubb has a higher elusive rating than Damian Pierce. He's top 10 in breakaway yards per game. All of the advanced metrics love Damian Pierce. If you watch him, this guy is a very, very good football player. Love this spot for him. He is going to have success on the ground versus the Browns. Uh, take him over 70 and a half rushing yards. I played up to 73 or 74 and a half. All right, Eric in the chat says it's already at 73 and a half on DraftKings and yeah. on MGM. It moves as he talks. I don't know what yeah. more. I don't know what else you guys need to know. Coach, I, I got to tell you, uh, yeah. this this was going to be one of my plays today. And, and I was actually going to maybe give this out tomorrow or, or Sunday on the final bet show. I'm so glad I didn't, you know, you, we don't discuss these picks beforehand. No. So when Alex just told us he was going to take Damian Pierce, I didn't know that. I absolutely love this play. I think what, what ends up happening is people see this number and they say to themselves, oh, well, I can just look at what Damian Pierce has done against Miami and what he did against Washington. Right. Maybe this guy is slowing down. Maybe he's not you know, the guy we thought he was. This is such a good matchup. So props to Alex for finding this one. I absolutely love this one as well. And the cover your ears, Proppy. If the books wanted, if they believed that he had hit a wall and that he was terrible, this total would be way lower yeah. than 70 or 73 or 74. This is a good running back who's only had 15 carries in his last two games. And I think he's going to go off too. This Cleveland Brown, there is one worse defense than the Cleveland Browns to run against. And that's Who? the Texans. And he can't run against the Texans. Except <laughs> that's the true. That is very, so very I, true. I think, I think Houston's going to try and cling to Damian Pierce. I think he's got a good shot to go over. I love this one. Great job. All right. Last thing on this one, all eyes are on this game for obvious reasons. Houston is going to put their best foot forward this particular game. As it relative to all the games they play after this one, this is the one they're definitely all going to show up for. And that includes Damian Pierce. I'm trying to remember, guys, a time where there's been more emotion, more – I don't even know what the words I'm looking for because this is such an unprecedented type of thing. And I, I'm actually very, very curious on what the final numbers for Deshaun Watson are ultimately going to be because he hasn't played in two years, and he's coming in. I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated on so many different levels, and I wish there wasn't all the negativity, but there is, and I get that. But we're going to be talking a lot about this game on Sunday. Quickly, Alex, yes. Yeah, Watson's pass yards, interestingly, are set at 245 and a half. I think this is a great matchup to come back to for him, not just because it's against his ex-team and that aspect of the narrative, but more so because of how porous Tex the Houston Texans' run defense is. We know that the Cleveland Browns love to run the football. They can lean very heavily on Nick Chubb, on Kareem Hunt, minimize the passing volume, sort of get Deshaun Watson up to speed. You couldn't ask for a better matchup on paper for him to return to. All right. See you quickly. 15 seconds. Last thing. I see Finn Staples. He says, Nick Chubb, longest rush, rush attempt. I think he means longest rush, 19 and a half. I actually do like that. I do want to say I was going to put a Nick Chubb prop out, but the line just got out of control. As of about five hours ago, it was 89 and a half. Then it was 90 and a half. Last yeah. time I checked, it was 94 and a half. Yeah. I, at that point, I've lost too much value. Yeah, exactly. All right, Alex. Real quickly, with that longest rush prop, the Texans have actually done a decent job of containing longest runs. They are a porous run defense, no argument there, probably the worst in the NFL, but they've allowed 450 or 420 rushing attempts against them this season. They've only allowed seven uh, carries for more than 20 yards. Say that again. 
<laughs> they've they've allowed 420 that. rushing attempts against the Texans, by far the most in the NFL this season. They've only given up seven 20-plus rushing uh, carries by opposing running backs. That's next-level kind of stuff. Dave, go. I was just going to say you're doing a great job, Coach. Thank you for letting us talk so much about the Browns <laughs> and the Texans. <laughs> I, just, I, I just need this show to end at some point. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. All right. Now. Next game. And this one is fascinating on a lot of levels as the Akron Zips intercept another ball. Buffalo, you're terrible. All right. This is the Jets and the Vikings. And the Jets are currently one and a half games back of first place after the Bills beat the Patriots down last night. So if they win this week, they'll be just one game back. The Dolphins obviously are playing against San Francisco. And the Vikings get this, gentlemen, because I do this on our little show called Early Edge and Five. They have a five-game lead in the NFC North. So they've got some stuff to play with here. I know they're playing for the number one seed, but as far as the division, it's basically over. So the number is at three, total at 44.5. All three of my crew members have a pick in this game. So, Dave, let's start with you because you have the most pedestrian pick of the three. And it's going to be the shortest to (laughs) – hear the evaluation okay. on it's okay. Greg Zerline over one and a half field goals at even money. This is just part of a formula that I use all the time. When I pick the kickers to go over one and a half field goals, Vikings have allowed at least three field goal attempts to each of their past three opponents. Zerline's nailed two field goals in five of his past six games. I'm just putting the Venn diagram together, man. <laughs> it's going to match in the middle. And I think the jets offense, just for what it's worth, I think they're going to be much better with Mike white. Uh, clearly than what they were with Zach Wilson, but also with Joe Flacco. Mike White's actually proven to be a pretty good quarterback, and he's got some great weapons, but they might not be good enough to score a ton of touchdowns, but they will be good enough to beat that zone coverage and kick a bunch of field goals, get in that red zone. Oh, yeah, he's kicking at least two field goals. And we also know, Dave, they're probably, probably going to be playing from behind most of the game, which means that Mike White, and we showed last week, 31 points look dynamic in the passing game. They're going to lead into the passing game, which will lead Sia to what? To pass attempts. Uh, thank you, Coach. It's why I like Mike White pass attempts over 33 and a half. And for the record, I do like the Jets plus three. It was a, it was a play I gave out earlier this week. So I think we're looking at more of a neutral game script, but certainly – If you had to err, you'd err on the side of a negative game script for the New York Jets. Now, Mike White only had 28 pass attempts last week against the Bears, but that was in a very positive game script. Obviously, they absolutely smashed the Bears uh, 31 to 10. The route to beating the Vikings, as Dave alluded to, is through the air, through their secondary, because their secondary just isn't very good. So I do see a lot of pass attempts coming from Mike White. I considered his yardage prop 252 and a half. I considered his completions prop of 22 and a half, but I actually just erred on the side of, volume here i mean because really i last week mike white was i believe 22 of 28 and that's super efficient when i'm taking the pass attempts i'm not necessarily relying on that efficiency i'm really just relying on the volume so he can be a less efficient quarterback which i don't necessarily expect him to be i think he'll be pretty efficient but i do think he's going to need to move the ball through the air as opposed to delegating to the backup running back core that that they have because it doesn't look like Michael Carter is going to play. So you're talking about Zonovan White. You're talking about James Robinson and Ty Johnson. The path is through the air. 33 and a half pass attempts is very much attainable. It's minus 130 for a reason. I like it there. And it's also through the air for the Minnesota Vikings, which means we could have a really entertaining game. It also means, Alex, that somebody's going to have to catch this football. You're up. 
Yeah, I love the rookie Garrett Wilson over 60 and a half receiving yards. He's coming off of a five catch, 95 yard performance. Uh, He's had at least 92 receiving yards in three of his previous four games, which was basically around the time the Jets realized that they had a dominant alpha number one wide receiver and not just a guy who was a guy who was running 75% of the routes. They finally bumped him up. He's cleared 90% uh, route participation over these last four games. Now he gets to face a Vikings defense that are 19th in EPA allowed per dropback, second in PFF's run defense grade. So a much better run defense than pass defense. Also, the Vikings surrender the most passing yards per game in the NFL this season. They're 27th in passing DVOA. 29th in DVOA, two opposing number one wide receivers this year, which is exactly what Garrett Wilson has been. We are looking at solid volume plus non-Zach Wilson quarterback play. That is a great combination if your name is Garrett Wilson. He looks phenomenal to me. Corey Davis was back in the lineup last week. He still had a plus 90% route participation, was a first read on 21% of his targets, 29% targets per route run. He is certainly uh, the real deal. I think if you watch him as well, he passes the eye test. Uh, Also, just to put into perspective uh, how good Mike White is compared to Zach Wilson, in Zach Wilson's best game of his career, he had an 8.4 EPA. Last week, Mike White versus Chicago had a 16.8 EPA. Uh, expected points uh, added. So just to give you perspective of how bad Zach Wilson has been and how big of an upgrade, even a pedestrian Mike White is, it is absolutely huge. So absolutely love Garrett Wilson in this matchup. The Vikings bleed a ton of production to opposing number one wide receivers, and he is an electric dynamic number one wide receiver. Speaking of electric dynamic wide receivers, we are also taking Justin Jefferson over 83 and a half receiving yards in this game. I think Justin Jefferson is the best player in the NFL, not just the best receiver. I think this guy is the best football player in all of the league. He runs every single route. He gets open at will. This guy is just absolutely putting on a master class of playing the wide receiver position. He's averaging 112 receiving yards per game. He's eclipsed this in eight of 11 games this season. He ranks at the top of literally every single receiving metric. I also just love how Kevin O'Connell moves him all around the formation. He gets him lined up against linebackers, against safeties. There are no corners that can cover him. With all due respect to Sauce Gardner, who is an amazing rookie cornerback, maybe the best cover corner in the NFL right now, Justin Jefferson will cook him if they are lined up in single coverage. Last week against the Patriots, Jefferson was double teamed on 50% of his routes run. He still went nine receptions, 139 yards, one touchdown on 11 targets. This guy is just unstoppable right now, playing some of the most unbelievable football that I have ever seen. I have never been so impressed with a player as I am with Justin Jefferson. I'm shocked that this is in the low 80s. Uh, real I quick. played up to 87 and a half. All right, real quick. Jefferson, his, his reception prop is over six and a half. Yes or no? Yes. See ya. KJ Osborne, over 22 and a half receiving yards in this game. Yes or no? It's a stay away for me. So it's a no for me. Okay. And I, I love the Jefferson play for the record. You love the Jefferson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we'll get to a few at the end, uh, but we've got to keep this thing moving. By the way, we'll ask in the chat, Sia, how many attempts did Mike White have a week ago? They were up 21 almost the entire fourth quarter. He still had 28. He still had 28, and they were blowing the Bears out, blowing Mm -hmm. the Bears out. All right, next game, and there's only one pick from this game. And right now, the Denver Broncos are an absolute mess. When you have a defensive lineman screaming, at your $240 million quarterback, that's a problem. When you got your new head coach who had to hire a consultant just to teach him how to learn how to manage the clock, saying, I think it's all headlines. I don't know what anybody's talking We watched it, Mr. Hackett. We watched it. You're having issues. On the other side of this game, we've got the Ravens also issues. But they're laying nine and a half against the fighting Russell Wilson. The total sitting at 39 and a half. And there's a running back day for the Broncos that right now nobody's hitting their numbers. They're not moving the ball at all. And Russell Wilson, boy, if I'm a Broncos fan and I got to know that he's got four years left on his deal at least, but give me somebody that I can fade with this Broncos team. Well, you could probably fade everybody in this offense, to be perfectly honest with you. And just an update on their injuries uh, Corlin Sutton missed practice with an illness. He's questionable. Jerry Judy back at practice. He's also questionable. If Judy ends up playing, he would be the one that fantasy managers would start, not Corlin Sutton. But you asked for a running back coach, yeah. and I give you 32-year-old Latavius Murray. We're fading him <laughs> under 54-and-a-half rush yards at minus 117. <laughs> and he had 92 yards last week against Carolina. He had a 52-yard run, and it was against the Panthers. You know, the Panthers, they're not that good. You take that run away, he had 12 for 40. That's the Latavius Murray that I know. He's actually had 49 or fewer yards in the four prior games for Denver before last week. So if we take that run out, this mystical 52-yard run that he had, he's averaging 3.3 yards per carry on the season. He's not much higher even with the big run. Using that average, the 3.3, Murray would need 17 carries to go over 54 and a half yards. He's done that once this year and three times in his past three seasons. He doesn't get enough work and he might not get as much work as he got last week because it looks like Denver could bring back running back Mike Boone off of IR. He's their best bet in the passing game. He's their best bet when they're playing from behind and spoiler, they will be playing from behind and he's a faster running back than Murray. He will cut into Murray's touches, but there's one other thing, the Ravens. And ever since that they got Roquan Smith, it's been three games. They've allowed 2.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. This is Alvin Kamara. 
This is Deontay Foreman, who fantasy managers have come to know and love. He was a dud when he played against the Ravens. And it's last week's game against Jacksonville. ETN got hurt. I mean, they might have averaged more than 2.3 yards per carry with ETN. But stats are stats and facts are facts. And this Ravens defense is really good. Not a single back in their last three games has had even more than 30 yards on the ground. Latavius Murray will be lucky to get that. This line should be at like 44 and a half, not 54 and a half. Hammer it while it's at 54 and a half. You know what makes this show so great is that other shows either have fantasy experts or they have betting experts. We have them that can do both, that can speak both at an expert level. So don't come at me. I don't need six guys. I got three that can do both. Now, with that being said, Proppy, I'm coming to you. Lamar Jackson last week, 14 carries, 89 yards. There's been a few quarterbacks that we have been hammering with the rush prop. Josh Allen did not come through last night. Jalen Hurts, 150 last week. Cash that. Lamar Jackson, do you like him this week in this matchup with his legs? Uh, I don't mind it. Denver is a soft run defense, much better pass defense. Uh, however, the backfield is getting healthier and healthier. Not sure how much he's going to have to rely on his legs against a very overmatched uh, Denver team. So uh, I prefer to, 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 to back Jackson in matchups that are going to be more up-tempo versus teams that can push him a little bit. I just don't think Denver's the right opponent to. All right, so along those same lines, see, let me come to you because you and I talk all the time about quarterbacks and their yardage props, and I think we have that really camaraderie because we both are interested in it. Last week, he threw for 254, but he only had 16 completions to do it. Do you like him in the air this week? You're talking about Lamar Jackson, right? Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. I, I don't actually. I, I just – I don't really have any faith in the passing game with Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, part of the reason he, he piled up a lot of yards last week was because he hit a deep ball to Deshaun Jackson, which I don't think we can really lean on. Mark Andrews didn't have a good game, but then the backup tight end, Josh Oliver, kind of did. If, if I'm taking a Lamar Jackson over um, to your first question to Alex, it would be with his legs. It would be the rushing yardage prop. All right. Very, very good. This will also be a game that we attack on Sunday when we really see who is healthy, who's playing, all that sort of thing. I think this will be one of the most fun weeks we've had all year here on the early edge. Now, Robert in the chat says, I'm shocked. I haven't heard anything yet about the A.J. Brown revenge game yet. We got two yets in that sentence. But Robert, patience, my friend. Patience. Let me look at my notes. Oh, look what the next game is. It's the A.J. Brown revenge game. Titans and the Eagles. Eagles are laying four and a half. The total 44. If I would have told you five weeks ago, gentlemen, that the Eagles would only be laying four and a half, you would have told me I was crazy. But week after week, the Titans either cover or they win. It's not pretty, but they get it done. Now, <clears throat> where do I start? Because I'm looking at the same name but I'm looking at different props that could cash together. Synergy. Prop, you start me off. I will. And before I give out this play, I want to encourage, was it Dave who asked about A.J. Brown, Coach? Uh, it was Robert. Robert, excuse me. Robert, I have a weekly column that comes out exclusively on Sportsline. A.J. Brown will be the featured play of said article, and I will go into a deep dive on his prop, his matchup, 
what I like, how to play it. So I encourage you to read my article. It comes out tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, probably around between 9 and 10 a.m. Eastern. I will tweet the moment the article goes live as well. You will get your fill of A.J. Brown and his revenge game against his former team, the Titans. That hey, being Alex, said – Real quick, I hate to ruin your flow, but uh, price is always really a big deal in this business. Is, is that article $100 a pop? It's a thousand dollars a read, coach. No, it is ten dollars a month. There is no better price in all of sports betting than a sports line subscription. Not only do you get access to my article, you get access to content from Sia, from Dave, from Mike, from every single member of the sports line family. It is unbelievable value. I encourage everybody to check it out. If you haven't checked it out, everybody I've recommended it to has come back to me, told me it's worth 10 times more than the price that is not a lie nor is that just uh uh speak because i work for sports line i'm telling you it is the best value in all of sports betting that being said i know i'm rambling here let's get to my play that is jalen hurts over 218 and a half passing yards that line is available i believe on FanDuel right now most of his other lines are like 221 223 those are also playable as well hurts he's averaging 232 passing yards per game this season if you look at his box scores, he's been held under in three straight games, but this is a perfect matchup against the Titans defense. That is the biggest pass funnel in the NFL this season. Opponents are averaging a 3% pass rate over expected against them, and they are shifting to the pass at over 3%. This approach makes a ton of sense because this Titans defense is the number one running defense in PFF's run grade and rushing DVOA. They're second in EPA allowed per rush. So this is an absolutely elite run defense and a very subpar pass defense. They give up, the Titans give up 266 passing yards per game. That's the second most in the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, I always talk about this with the Eagles. They are one of the few teams that have the luxury of changing gears depending on the opponent they face. If you look back to last week against Green Bay when we hit that plus 650 same game parlay and it was all running backs, that's because I knew that the Eagles could implement a run-heavy approach versus the Packers, who are one of the biggest run funnels. Now we're playing against one of the biggest pass funnels. What are the Eagles going to do? They are going to shift to be predominantly throwing the football through the air. Another aspect of this matchup that I love, the one crux or Achilles heel of the Eagles passing offense this year has been when opponents can get quick pressure on Jalen Hurts, the Titans do not do that. They rank in the bottom five and most pass rushing metrics as well. That's going to allow A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith to get open deep down the field. Jalen Hurts is going to remind everybody why he has been one of the most accurate downfield passers in the NFL this season. This is the perfect matchup to back Jalen Hurts passing yards. Over 218 and a half. I play this one up to 232 and a half. This is probably my favorite prop of the week. I'm going to go back. And Dave, I'm coming to you, and you know I'm coming to you. But I'm going to go back just a couple of weeks. For those people at home right now are saying, Alex is full of it. Titans are not that bad in the air. Just a couple of weeks ago. I believe, see, it was the same night that I made it into the club. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Club Cachet. If you didn't know, Club Cachet. Uh, Al yes, Alex? I want you to finish, Coach. I want to. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, 43 for 68 for 446 yards against this same Titans defense. It was on overtime. 
But take the overtime out of it. He still went for 400 yards. Is that what you're talking about, Alex? I'm so glad you brought that up, Coach, because the two teams that had the most success against the Titans this year have been the Bills and the Chiefs. What do the Bills and the Chiefs do more than any other team? They throw the football. The Eagles are more than capable of being a pass-heavy offense. They're going to stick to a similar uh, attack and approach. They are going to throw the football heavily against the Titans, where they are very, very vulnerable. Oh, you just used the term they're going to throw it heavily which can lead to another prop that we can cash and we can match our tickets at the pay window dave talk to me i'll meet you there proppy it's jalen hurts over 28 and a half pass attempts minus 119 and i like it better no offense alex than 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 proppy's prop just because all we need are the pass attempts and i agree with what alex said about philadelphia needing to throw a little bit more and hurts has had 28 or fewer pass attempts in six straight games and so it feels a little suspicious that the line is exactly at 28 and a half. It's almost like they want you to look at that set and say, oh, well, he's not going to get that. I'm going to take the under. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take the over because that Titans pass defense, Titans pass defense has gotten better on the season. The numbers look terrible, but their run defense, guys, they are good. They've got a man and a half in the middle of that D line. And Jeffrey Simmons, they've got linebackers that chase down running backs. The Eagles know this. The Eagles will work around that and it'll be Jalen Hurts throwing the football. How about this stat? Opposing quarterbacks against Cincy and coach, you kind of alluded to this. They're averaging 39.9 pass attempts per game. That's a lot. It's a hell of a lot more than 28 and a half, but it's telling that teams are taking to the air and it's not just Kansas city. It's not just Buffalo. That's doing it against the Tennessee Titans. And even if you take out Mahomes' game with 68 pass attempts, that number's 37.1. That's mm. still a lot more than 28 and a half pass attempts. And Philadelphia just going to have to throw because that run defense for Tennessee is very good. We found my favorite prop of the week. Jalen Hurts is going over 28 and a half pass attempts against the Titans. Oh, I love when we find our favorite prop of the week. By the way, we're starting something new this week, gentlemen. So hopefully you have your answers prepared for which of the other cappers props you like the best. We're going to start doing that at the end of the show instead of what we're looking forward to, which didn't really matter on this show anyway. Now, see, let me come to you before we get off of this game, because Alex already talked about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. And if the yardage is going to hit, if the attempts are going to hit, somebody's got to have a big game. Who do you think out of those two should have a bigger game? Well, I think conventional wisdom would be that it would be A.J. Brown, uh, especially because, you know, I, I keep hearing it. He's got this game circled. Like, it's not that Tennessee doesn't realize that, too. So we have to kind of balance mm -hmm. what A.J. Brown is feeling versus how the Tennessee Titans are going to scheme against their former player. I actually like Devontae Smith. Uh, I, you know, in terms of beating this defense, I absolutely think, well, A.J. Brown's probably going to run more of the short area routes and absolutely can yak it you know, all the way to the house. I do like Devontae Smith because his targets are starting to pick up and I think he can get behind this defense. I know from a DFS standpoint, I'm not playing a lot of Jalen Hurts stacks, but to the extent I play one or two, it's likely with Devontae Smith because he's going to be cheaper for one, but also I do think he can get behind this defense. So I, I, my nod, actually contrarian nod, is to Devontae Smith. Even last week when they didn't have a ton of passing yards, uh, Devontae still had four catches for 50 yards when Jalen was running bananas for 150 yards. So he still figures out a way, even when they don't have a big passing game. Uh, by the way, ball. And I see Derek Henry, anytime touchdown, we talk about him all the time, every single week, his number is usually to the point that you can't play him. Cause it's like minus 150, minus 160. You can't play an anytime touchdown prop that heavy because there's just too many variables as Alex tells us all the time for that, not to hit. 
All right, we've arrived at the final game of the week for us. Chargers and those Las Vegas Raiders. I used to have my office right next to Chris Berman. It was awesome. It was awesome. Raiders are laying one. Total 49 and a half. And the Raiders last week shocked the world. They go to overtime in Seattle. Get the ball at their own 14. Let's be very conservative. Play for the tie. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go Josh Jacobs. 86 yards to the house. And he went for over 300 total yards last week. But Sia, how are you attacking this one? Yeah, he over 300 total yards. And for the record, 39 touches in that game. So I actually, actually do think that plays into this prop just a little bit. I have Derek Carr over one and a half touchdown passes. He's hit this. Well, he's had two or more touchdowns in each of the last four games. He's starting to sling it. He's starting to sling it well. He's starting to find Devontae Adams. Probably a little bit more comfortable with Foster Moreau at tight end. Waller has been out. And then, of course, you've got guys like Mac Hollins on this team as well. He's going up against the – and this is the most important part. He's going up against the Chargers defense, sporting one of the worst touchdown rates against opposing uh, quarterbacks and giving up a ton of yards to the quarterback. The Josh Jacobs thing, I think, does factor in maybe a little bit. I don't know if he's – obviously, he's not going to get 39 touches. But his touch count might be scaled back just a little bit just because he's been limited. He's got the calf strain, and he's coming off an almost 40-touch performance. I do think when you get to the red zone, that lends itself maybe to a little bit more Derek Carr passing, let's say, to Devontae Adams versus Josh Jacobs, just enough. But either way, even if that wasn't the case, I think given the last four weeks that Derek Carr has played, he stepped up his game, he's throwing touchdown passes, and he has the fortune of going up against his Chargers secondary that's just not doing anything right. They really, really aren't. A miracle win last week. They were the other team. I don't know if it's ever been done in NFL history that two teams in the same week went for two to win the game and got it. Crazy, but the Chargers did it 25-24. I've got questions for each of you. Alex, I'm coming to you first. You've been all over Austin Eckler all year, sometimes playing him, sometimes fading him. Last week, he had 11 catches for 60 yards, which means it was a lot of dump-offs, a lot of dump-offs. Do you think he is a good play this week? Yeah, this is about as good as a matchup as you could ask for, especially in the passing game. The Raiders are the worst coverage unit in the NFL. Eckler is getting massive, massive target shares. Uh, they're using him, uh, the short area passing game, as an extension of the running game. So if you're looking at Eckler, I would definitely look at his receiving props, his receptions prop. I'd also look at his combination line. Uh, yeah, this is a great matchup against the Raiders. And Dave, let me come to you because on the other side, normally when you have a monster game, you don't follow that up with a monster game because he's probably been in the ice bath all week. <laughs> so if we look at some other names, Devontae Adams, seven for 74, uh, Hollins, four for 63. Do you think somebody on uh, the Raiders will have a big game to catch the two touchdown passes that Sia thinks that Derek Carr is going to throw? I mean, you've got to figure that it's going to be Devontae Adams and everybody figures every week that he's not just going to go for over 77 yards, but over 100 yards. Is this a matchup where that could happen? It might because of two factors. Number one, if Jacobs is a little sore, the Raiders may want to take it easy on him. And I don't know if they've got somebody else that they feel is good about running a bunch against the Chargers. And it is a bad Chargers run defense. They're better against the pass, too. If the Chargers offense can put some points on the board, that really forces Derek Carr's hand to throw. And, and I think I, Derek's at the point where he just wants to make some big numbers with his best buddy, Devontae. So if I were to take a lean on this, it would be the over. It's worth a sprinkle. All right. And you have a, a specific question for Dave in the chat. Mike says, Hurts over, I know it's not this game, but Hurts over one and a half passing touchdown and the Eagles to win the game plus money on the score bet. 
please ask Uncle Dave. Mike, there you got your question asked. Your thoughts? It's definitely possible, if not likely, that that one hits. I definitely think Philadelphia wins the game. And as far as the two touchdowns, Hertz has done that a decent amount this year. The fact that A.J. Brown probably wants to get after Tennessee a little bit makes me feel a little bit more encouraged about Javante Jalen getting a couple of touchdowns. By the way, now that there are, are microphones everywhere, you're starting to hear what players talk about during the game. You guys all saw that last week when can't remember the player, but he says, we've got to cover. We have to cover. Did you guys see that video? Can't remember who it was, but they I didn't a, see it. A, a quarterback said we have to cover. I think it was a college quarterback, but don't think these players don't know what's going on or that A.J. Brown doesn't know that they get it. They get it. All right. What a full show. What a full hour this was. But. You know what time it is. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap, courtesy of Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. Very quickly, gentlemen, I'm going to have you run through. Give me one reason for each play. Prop stars, go. Uh, just give you all of my plays or give you yeah, a play that I like from Sia and Dave. Just rip through Just them. Justin Jefferson over 83 and a half receiving yards. Jalen Hurts over 218 and a half passing yards. Damian Pierce over 70 and a half rushing yards. Garrett Wilson over 60 and a half receiving yards. And Brandon Ayuk over 55 and a half receiving yards. Look at you. I actually asked for one line about each one too. And he, prop stars is getting right to the point. I like it. <laughs> All right, Uncle Dave, go through yours, please. I'm not going to coach, and usually I listen to every word you say, but instead this time I'm going to let everybody know that we've just been told that Debo Samuel oh. will be questionable for the game against the Dolphins on mm. Sunday. He just announced it to the media. He also announced that left tackle Trent Williams is questionable for the game. He left practice with a back injury. It may have happened on a non-contact drill. That's something that's going to shorten those throws from Jimmy Garoppolo even more. I'm feeling good about that Brandon Ayuk bet, which you can show on the screen. We started it with this show over four and a half receptions at even money when we gave it. By the time you see this on Sunday, I got a feeling the numbers are going to look a lot different. And there's Greg Zerline. You see all the rest of them. That's a great way to go through his part, giving out breaking news right here on the Prop Spectacular. See ya. Bring us home. Yeah, speaking of breaking news, I'll have an extra play for, for everybody, probably on the final bet show if I don't release it earlier on Saturday. And actually, I, I got to tell you, it's probably going to be an under, and it may, depending on how news breaks, it may involve Derrick Henry. So stay tuned for that. There's other plays I'm considering, uh, particularly on the Packers side as well. So just stay tuned. But I have Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards. Love that play. Christian Kirk over 62 and a half receiving yards. Mike White over 33 and a half pass attempts. Derek Carr over one and a half touchdown passes. And for the record, if I did have to pick a favorite of uh, the, the, the other plays on this show, it probably would be. So, yeah. We're not doing that yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not doing that yet. Well, let me set you up for it. Oh, my bad. Let okay. me set you up for it. Damn. See, it going into business for himself. That's what Vince I'll be your McMahon host. <laughs> Great show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Vince used to say. That big man going into business for yourself. What are you doing? Most of the time is directed at me. Now, how we normally end the show is asking my cappers what's the number one thing they're most looking forward to. But we thought we'd change it just a little bit. And I want to know which capper likes the other capper best play. So see ya. Now, which of the other plays do you like the most, sir? Okay, so it, it would probably be Dave's uh, catch prop with respect to Brandon Ayuk. I like the yardage prop from Alex as well, but I'm going to go with the over four and a half uh, receptions for Brandon Ayuk. 
Wow, Alex, that's got to hurt. hurt. I can take it. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Alex, which play do you like of Dave's or Sia's? I'll give you one of each. I like Sia's Trevor Lawrence rushing prop. I also, obviously, I would pick Ayuk and Hurts, but since I have overlap with Dave, I'll take uh, Latavius Murray fade. I also like the Jamal Williams fade a lot. Awesome. Dave, talk to me. I like Sia's nice shirt and Magic Johnson gear in the background, but give me Alex's Damian Pierce prop. We talked about it so much. The number just seems a little out of whack, and I'm taking advantage of it. I think he's got a chance to get you at least 80 rushing yards against Cleveland on Sunday. Great job, Proppy. Great job, Proppy. J-Rod says, I'm laughing my ass off. See you rushing to host the show. Hey, (laughs) J-Rod, I'm always looking over my shoulder every single day for one of these guys to want to take my seat. Best believe that. And they can. They can. They're definitely good enough. No doubt about it. Now, David, apparently Sia has your back. He says, I'm predicting Sia will get into the club cachet this weekend. Alex, I don't like clap that at that. Don't, ca- don't clap at that, Alex. <laughs> you know deep down you don't want Sia getting into the club this year. He's my cousin. Of course I want to see him in there. Dave, what's all this kumbaya stuff? I just can't handle it. I just can't handle it. <laughs> well, a few weeks back, we had a big brouhaha over New Jersey. And yes. I feel like that that might have fed, ruffled some feathers. Yeah. And I like that we've got this bond between the four of us, that we consider each other nephews and cousins and great uncles in the case of you, Coach. And we really uh, we really have a good vibe going here. So I'm, it, I'm happy with it. I don't want to talk trash about my friends. It's I, one big dysfunctional family, all of us. I don't even know if it's dysfunctional viewers. because we're making a lot of freaking money. That's right. <laughs> CID says coach might need a vacation. <laughs> Guess who's going to be wheels up to Florida tomorrow, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. This guy. You this coming guy. to see me? You coming to no, see me? No, I'm not coming to see. You. I'm coming to hang out with some PGA Tour pros. Is what I'm coming oh. to do. Yeah, I've got some real, real low handicappers to hang out with this weekend. Two years ago, true story. The event that I host every year at this time, Cameron Young was my pro in my group. What's he doing today? Somebody said, hey, is Cameron Young going to show up this year, coach? Uh, He's playing in Tigers tournament, the Hero Challenge. He's stepped up just a little bit the last couple of years. Cameron Young, tip of the cap, young man. Easiest 64 I've ever seen. All right. It's all the damage we can do, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the damage we can do. With that being said, there's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window for our entire crew who ruined the flow all day. <laughs> Love them all. See ya, Uncle Dave, prop stars, Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. Do not miss one minute of our content. Just turn on your notifications. And every time we start a show, ding, you know it. <clears throat> it's going to be a busy weekend. I encourage you to be careful, money management. Follow my crew right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, 
you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.